bringing leadership, integrity, accountability, and transparency to the Board of Education in New Hanover County. It's all about the children. Happy to be joined by Pat Bradford and Patricia O'Neill here on the NHC GOP podcast. Good evening, folks. Welcome aboard and good to have you both. It's good to be here, Roel and Patty. Thank you. Thank you, Roel. It's great to be back with you. And it's good to meet you, Pat. It's good I'm, you. I've got Pat and Patty going on tonight, so it's going to be an interesting podcast. Uh, Pat, you are new to the political arena, but you are absolutely not new to the areas of education. You are bringing a wealth of knowledge to this school board. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about Pat Bradford. Well, as you said, I'm a political outsider and I'm a business owner and I bring that to this school board. I have been in business for 40 years. Um, I've been in this same job for 24 years and it's unique. I'm the owner of Wrightsville Beach Magazine. And it's unique in that, uh, well, for 15 years, I also did Lumina News, which is a weekly newspaper for this community. And as such, for the last 24 years, I've been following local government to report on it. Journalists are supposed to care, uh, supposed to hold local government accountable. And we took that job seriously. I managed the team. And so I've been reporting on local government for longer than some people have even been alive. <laughs> and I know it well. I understand how boards work. I understand Robert's rules of order. Of course, I had a class in that in college. Um, but I, I get local government and that's a unique perspective. I get business, I get budgets and hiring and firing and insurance and workers' compensation and vendor management and contracts and attorneys. I understand all of that and I won't, won't have to have a learning curve there. I'll hit the ground running on those areas. What, what motivated you to run? The state of our school system motivated mm. me to run. Um, I heard things. Um, I heard a lot of things. And um, after the 2020 election, um, I was following what was going on with General Flynn and what he went through. Here's this decorated military hero. And he says, you know, if you want to change what you've got, you have to get involved. And you have mm -hmm. to do it at the local level. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, no, 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 uh, not me. No. Um, <laughs> and then I had an opportunity to meet him. And wow. um, I just am a huge fan of his. Um, he put it all on the line. He did service for our country. He was ready to die for us. And right. he sacrificed so much. And so he said the way to do it is to, to, to run for school board. And I said, all right, I'm running for school board. Great. And you have great qualifications to run for school board as well. So um, that's a great story to know that you were motivated by someone who said, this is this is the the way that you impact change. Right. Yeah. Grassroots level. Start at the school board. I never realized that school boards were so darn political. I thought everybody on a school board was there because they wanted to help children learn. And it's not so at all. Your big thing is all about the children, but what is yes. your top priority as you look at getting on the school board of New Hanover County? Well, rule, I'm a multitasker, so I have about four top priorities. 
I, I do because I think you can you can run this thing with four four things at the same time that you want to accomplish. And there's four of us running that are conservatives, and I think we can I think we can do great things. I know we can do great things. But parents have lost their voice, so parents first is big for me. Um, they need to see the curriculum. They need to have a direct input in what's going on with their children on a day to day basis. And their choices have been taken away from them and, and they need to get them back. And I want the school board to more engage the parents, not less. I want the parents to have more voice, not less. So that's, that's do you pretty think, big. Pat, do you think that parents have entrusted their children to the school system, thinking that um, the school board was acting in the parents' and the children's best interest. Definitely. And COVID-19 really opened a lot of eyes it did. because people were seeing how children were learning with the online applications, yeah. and they were very um, surprised at what they were seeing. And if there was ever a silver lining of COVID and lockdowns and school closures, I do think that that's the case, that parents were walking by their children doing online learning and they were seeing the teachers and they're thinking to themselves, what in the world? Exactly. Yes, you expressed exactly. that very well. I, I agree with you completely on that. So it was a silver lining. Um, not every household had internet, not every household had computers. So the learning right. loss was great, particularly in the, um, in the lower socioeconomic households. And, and those whose, whose moms and grandmothers weren't in the house because they were out working. So great disparity happened there. Enormous learning loss. It's going to, it's going to take years and years to recover from that. So you've got, to, got your, 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 your one is parents. What are the other three that you're going to be working on? Um, safety. Um, I, I absolutely do not want to be on this school board and have some horrendous thing happen. I want to make sure mm. that we are as prepared as we possibly can for any disaster. As a business owner, I have always had a plan for storms, for fires, for all of that. We've done our drills. And um, those are the kind of things that I just, they're innate with me. And um, I've had the privilege, if we can talk about this now, I've had the privilege of going and sitting down with the incident commander who was in charge that day, this year, when uh, we had a shooting in the school. We didn't have a school shooter. He didn't right. come to murder all the children. He came to school, got in a fight. Uh, the fight got worse. He, he exited the space, came right back in with the gun and, and wounded. Uh, it looked to me like one of the, the, the boys he was in the fight with. You know, when all that scuffling's going on, it's hard to see. But we got to see a tiny bit of video, not all of it, because it's still an active case. Uh, listen to all of the audio. And I was very impressed with our sheriff's department, um, our police department. Um, uh, even Raleigh sent like a hundred officers that got here in a nanosecond. Wow. The response was great. I listened to the whole audio. I could find nothing to complain about. And I'm sort of an expert on listening to these things. I've listened to Uvalde. I've listened to Parkland. I've, I've looked at Sandy Hook because I want to make sure that we're doing everything we can possibly do to make certain that this doesn't happen. And if someone is, is, is bent on doing it, that they're repelled and it, and it goes really well. 
And that's, that's, that's big for me. Um, besides the mental health of our students, I'm, I want the physical safety of our students, but their mental health. And that's an, an, an area that's really been, the ball's been dropped on. Mm-hmm. A lot of these kids are traumatized from two years of no school, no friends, right. no, no normal routine. Right. And if high school's four years, they've lost half their high school. Um, right. Some of them graduated without even in being in the school. But at the same time, Rule, if you know me at all, you know that I am, I'm, I'm all about the four core subjects. Hmm. We're graduating students who can't read, they can't write, and they can't add a column of figures. We're failing our students. Those things, somebody criticized me and said, well, you don't care about science? Well, sure I do. But if you can't read, you can't do science. You can't, you can't you learn can't, science if you can't read, right? And you the can't do science if you can't add. And you can't do science if you can't add because it's it's both it's right. the two exactly. Right? And I knew a man who was an older, you know, he was he was my generation, and he couldn't read, and he he hit it so well, you had to really try to catch him at it. Um, and he'd say, "Well, well, you know." Anyway, he couldn't read, and he was so embarrassed, he was humiliated, his self esteem was shot, and he was a businessman running a company. Um, and we don't need to be doing that in New Hanover County. Our kids, our kids deserve better. Our families deserve better. So one of your goals would be to raise the um, level of uh, proficiency, proficiency in those yeah. areas, in reading, yes. writing, arithmetic, those sort of things. And yeah. to have and wanna- North Carolina, instead of being in the basement as it relates <laughs> to the 52 states, New yes. Hanover County. Right. To yeah. be in the top tier. And that's going to take some work because we're yeah. we're quite a ways down as it relates to our scoring yeah. and our testing. It's a national problem. We're not unique. And I and I that's know true, that. too. I'm not that's being true critical too. per se. I'm just saying it's not good enough. Um, one thing that you should know about me, if you've read the Rights of Beach magazine, if you ever looked at Lumina News is. My team operates in excellence. We strive for excellence and we are constantly trying to raise that bar everything we do. And I'm going to bring that to 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 my time on the school board. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about your background in business a little bit because nobody would call you a bean counter, but you are a numbers <laughs> person. And uh, this week we we heard word about uh some incredible inflation numbers, 8.3% across the board. Yeah. Now, but we're talking about school board. But how does that inflation, how does the high cost of everything impact school spending? From A to Z. Um, so let's talk about Z and then we'll work back towards A. Things that don't <laughs> matter as much. But at some point, when we get things straight and we stop losing students to all the other opportunities, when you make the school district excellent, the kids will come back. The parents won't have to homeschool. Um, they won't have to pay the high tuition uh, for their their kids to be in a private school. And I'm a big fan of, of, of school choice. I'm a big fan of the money following the student, but that's another subject. But um, everything the school district pays for is affected. If they have to replace some drywall because it got wet in a storm or a window, it's going to cost 10% more if you can even get it. I, the Brogdon Hall floor redoing has cost a lot more money because of this inflation. And there were two schools on the books. The plans had been approved or were in the approval process. Don't hold me to that too close. 
but we'd seen them. One was at River Lights and um, where was the other one? Uh, Pine Valley. And uh, those have been tabled because of the high cost of what's going on and the declining student enrollment. So those two things. But imagine here, here's the part that really bugs me, y'all, is I, I, I mentored a kid who, who lived in Creekwood and his grandmother was raising him. And I know that she has just about this amount of money to feed him every week. If food's gone up this much, then he's maybe not getting as much food to eat every day. And a kid with an empty stomach, they can't learn. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's just impossible. So we need to increase the, f- the, 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 the nutritional aspect of the school day, breakfast and lunch. And yet the federal government is trying to take away some of that. And that really bothers me because a kid who's hungry is not going to learn. And we have to equal out that. I know there's people say there's a disparity between, you know, this school and that school. But any child coming out of a, uh, a strapped budget family is, is not going to be eating as much this next year as they were, were last year. It's just a fact. How um, can you fix that, Pat? The programs that fund the nutritional aspect of our schools have to be ramped up. We're spending a lot of money. Now, you asked me about numbers. I'm not a bean counter. My father was a CPA, never even graduated high school, but he was a CPA, so I'm not a bean counter. Um, I'm, I'm, I was dyslexic growing up and in school, so math was not my thing. And I know how limiting it is when you don't know how to do math, when you have to constantly use a calculator. Um, same with the reading. I couldn't read like other children until I got taught how to read as a dyslexic. But the budget has things in it that are concerning to me where we can, I believe, shave. One of the aspects of running a business this long, I went through the recession of 2008 and I learned how to ride that economic wave downward and stay in business and never had to fire anybody. And you can shave expenses. For example, I just opened up the phone bill here and said, hey, Spectrum, hey, how can we get a lower rate here for the phones, for the Internet? And I shaved $100 a month, and that's $1,200 a year. So if you do that for every business vendor that you have, you know, you're going to have a a better bottom line. And I I believe we can do it with the school system. Um, So go ahead and ask me about school safety again, Roll. I think that we are paying more. I'm pretty darn sure we're paying more to have the ball fields, the grass cut on them, than we are going to pay for the SRO school resource officers, safety resource officers for this next year. And that bugs me. Um, Why can't the civics groups get together and cut the grass on the ball field, the boosters club or whatever. And that would free up a half a million dollars that we could double what we're spending for the school resource officers. Those kind of things bug me. And I'm going to, I have a plan um, to how to look at all of that and start to tweak it back. So there's more money for the things that we need. I believe there's money in the budget that we could be spending on other things that, that we don't need to be spending it on. Well, and I would agree with you, Pat, on that as it relates to spending, because I was kind of going to dovetail into that as it relates to where is their wasteful spending. And I think, you know, what you just mentioned in regards to cutting the ball fields, right? 
Um, I like the idea of you being able to sit down and go through it line by line and assessing some value to each line item that we spend money on. And is well, I don't know that I would be able to go through it line by line because it's about right about that many <laughs> a task force with four leaders and they each take a section. I'm not kidding. Um, it's 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 a it's a bear of a document, and I've seen a lot of town budgets. And this one's not that easy to read. Um, okay. it's, it's not a simple thing. Well, so, and do you think that might be intentional? I don't know. I have no clue. It's kind of hot. Sometimes when um, there's a lots of snakes in the basket, so to speak, it's very hard to pick out a singular snake, right? And it's done intentionally to to have people not move forward and try to get to the you know, to the heart of the matter. And it sounds to me like you're really interested in getting to the heart of the matter and oh, getting our money, the money that our taxpayers pay to benefit the children. Yeah, absolutely. Period. And, and, but it, it could be, some of it could be innocuous because, you know, we had 43 phone lines at one time. We don't have that many anymore. But if you don't think, hey, wait, I, I got to dial that service back. We, we're not using that. Even the Xerox copy machine that we have, we're not running nearly as many copies because our people work remotely. So I can cut that bill in half. It's just a matter of thinking about it. And if you've been in business as long as the school district has, there's no talent where there's some some waste there that there's they just waste. don't realize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Wrapping things up here with Pat Bradford for school board here in New Hanover County. I call it board of Real, education. <laughs> well, board of education, school board, however you want to call it. That's what will be on the ballot. Board of how education. Can you, uh, how can people get in touch with you? Oh, that's easy. My phone number is on everything. Um, you know, I'm not afraid of people having my phone number. I have worked for years, years and years with poor, uh, homeless, uh, even this last couple of years, I did a little bit of work with with women, um, some of them who've been sex trafficked. And the thought is, no, you don't put your phone number out there. They'll abuse it. It happens every now and then, but it's very rare. And I love for people to contact me. So my phone number's out there. My email's address is out there. Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I have a Twitter account. But don't don't look at that because it's, it's kind of sad. <laughs> um, but my website... I'm not social media is not really my thing. Um, I'm, a, I'm a I'm a working person. Um, I'm also a mom and a grandmother and a mentor to kids. Um, and, and those things really play into all of this. My great grandson was just born and I thought, oh, what a world you're facing, little one. You know, I got to do my part. But my website is electpatbradford.com. Pretty simple. And um you can you can you can find me if you want to talk to me and I, I want to talk to people. That's how I make up my mind uh, on decisions. I take in all this information, then I filter it and I, 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 I see I see the value in everything people tell me. And, and then I make a decision. That's always been my decision making process. There's a rule. One more thing I really want to say. Um, I have heard that Congressman Ted Budd would like to bring uh make it easier for the military that are retired, the veterans to get into the schools and work. And I just love that idea. One of the problems in our school system right now is so many children are fatherless. 
They don't mm-hmm. have positive role models. And my son's a first responder. He's a great dad. Um, his father was a first responder. My daughter-in-law is a first responder. And they bring a certain level of professionalism and training that it would make a great role model in the school. And we need more men volunteering in our schools. So I am all for that. I can't wait to talk to him um, about it. So I'm really excited about that. I just heard about it and um, gave me hope. I think that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Pat Bradford is one of four Republicans that we need to get on the school board. Four that we need to get on there. All four of us to have the majority to make a difference. All four. All four. All four. Pat Bradford, thank you again for joining us today. You're welcome. It's been fun. Thank you.